Uh, no. I, what I'm going to do is so... <laughs> is Emily going to bedazzle I'm them? getting the lines touched up, and then I'm going to have purple dye in the lines, and then get a little bit more purple highlights. And then I'm going to take, like, I think, like, some type of glitter paint and do that, because the glitter sticky mm -hmm. wasn't as good. Let's do that. Um, I'm not wearing a hat. I don't think I'm wearing a hat. I'm wearing my cape, though. We have that palette of face paint. That's on video. <laughs> That's in the pre-recording? That's in the pre-recording. So. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to... For those of you who aren't watching, I'm pointing to my shirt that says, with that being said, this is a Rue Fitness Podcast. I'm Bradley. This is... Sarah Altabello. And we have a very special guest. What up, y'all? This is Emily. Emily Schneller, co-owner of Rue Fitness. Um, so, it's good to have you here today, Emily. I think Emily. this is my debut. You've, we've been in a, I think we've had a thruple before, but, but not since we've upgraded everything. Yeah, not yeah. since we were like an official podcast. So this is our first official thruple. Um, it's a. I guess it sounds better than saying something else. Threesome. Yeah. But thruple is like a three-person couple. Thruple. All right. <laughs> Learn something new every day. So, um, and since a lot of people mistake y'all, I'll just say you guys are my two wives. <laughs> So Perfect. We'll work with that. Same um, Awesome. Well, we are here today to discuss the 800 gram challenge. We just finished it up at Rue. Uh, it was something, we, we wanted to do something different, mm -hmm. right? Um, where did it stem from? Uh, I mean, there have been lots of iterations of nutrition challenges over the years. And usually what we try to do is kind of take the feedback that we got from the last one and make the next one a little bit better. But it seemed like it was just getting a little bit stale. Right. Uh, so we decided to turn it on its head and do something completely new this time. Now, I know you guys discussed all this in your seminar. Um, how do you think... The, like where maybe we focused on not necessarily weight loss, but like um, habits and stuff before in the past on the challenge mm -hmm. and like compliant and com not compliant um, foods. But this time we focused on an intake amount of vegetables, 800 grams. Fruits and vegetables. Fruits and vegetables, uh, hence the 800 gram challenge. Yep. Uh, Sarah, how do you think, like wh what would you say were the big differences there? Um, I think we got a lot of people simply because we weren't, I mean, we're, we were gearing up for carnival season and in the middle of it, and we weren't saying you couldn't have anything. Yeah. So people thought that it was a lot more doable. And we just, by focusing on adding things in and kind of changing people's mindset and the way they approached nutrition, um, thinking of it from addition and not subtraction, we actually did see a lot of really positive habit changes, um, things that we had done in the past. And it was funny, by not focusing on them, we saw a lot of people um, make those changes. Yeah, Emily? Yeah, 100%. I... Uh, I love the interaction that we got in the group like we had 73 people i think in the private facebook group participating and throughout the whole time like without us even really prompting with like mini challenges or like listen to this and post in the comments yeah. this like people were just naturally 
sharing recipes and photos and saying, hey, this happened to me today and this was really exciting and I threw away a piece of king cake today just because I realized that I didn't even really want it. Like it just happened. And uh, and that was that was really encouraging. Um, the participation in the group. Do you know what type yeah. of king cake they threw away? I do not. Because if it was I, Dong Fong, then... <laughs> We don't want to talk about that That might have been a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, cool. I mean, one thing that I I really recognized is, or it was more of an awareness to me that normally I am getting a good amount of fruits and vegetables, but maybe what I saw when you're counting it, because we did a lot of weighing and counting and measuring, um, was how much a serving might actually be. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that's broccoli or asparagus. And it's a lot less than you actually think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the the other fun thing with this is I think sometimes in challenges past, people tend to get really stuck. Um, they find something, some meals that work really well, and right. they do those over and over again. And while we do see people share recipes and great things, like Emily said, I've never seen people share so many different yeah. things. Um, and that was really exciting because learning what serving sizes are, um, they might hit their grams one day, but they get pretty tired of eating that exact same thing every day. So they're changing it up. They're pushing themselves to try new things. And I feel like towards the end, plates were getting more and more colorful because they had to hit more grams than when they started and they didn't want to eat the same thing all day. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed, too, just the idea that we weren't so strict with everything. Like, if you didn't have access to a scale, no worries. Like, we'll give you a tool to eyeball it, you know? Um, And just this idea of progress over perfection, I think that people really latched on to and saw positive changes as a result of that mindset. Anybody have any dishes that struck you guys as like, oh, wow, there we go thought of that or um I really appreciated some things Renee posted like his creativity like using a portobello mushroom as the oh, crust of a pizza I saw that, that things really like good. that yeah. that I just hadn't thought of doing it that way um mm-hmm. so that was really fun that's I think the big thing I remember other than just like colorful plates oh and Lindsay um Sometimes as a meal, she would bake a sweet potato and add, like, hemp or roasted pumpkin seeds. Oh, um, And I haven't tried it, but I am fascinated by, like, the textures and all of that. I also appreciated Lindsay's photography skills. Like, I could tell she would, like, put her plate by the the window so the sun was hitting it in a pretty way. But it just brings you back to that idea that you know, your brain is involved in the digestion process, right? Right. And you eat with your eyes first. Mm -hmm. And when you make things visually appealing, it just makes the experience so much better. And by adding fruits and veggies and making your plates really colorful and making it a eye-catching, you know, experience, uh, that can help just enjoy the process of eating, right? What are some of the results you guys saw? I mean, I did a scan yesterday uh, for a particular person, and they actually stayed the exact same. Mm-hmm. But she was surprised because she had been, like, doing her best Mardi Gras self the entire time. <laughs> she was like, oh, all right, not bad. 
I was having this conversation with Sarah yesterday. I think across the board, the results were mixed. It was all over the place. Some people had their best scans ever. Shout out to Peter Perez. Um, Holy moly, that scan was great. Right. And some people didn't change at all. And it was just maintenance. Nobody went like severely in the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. And I think results mean different things to different people. For some people, just maintaining over carnival season and living your best life on the parade route is a win. You know what I mean? 100%. But I did look at, you know, we're asking people to check in daily on an app. Did you do these things? And in terms of the people that I saw with their scan results, the people that were very consistent with checking in mm -hmm. generally saw positive change. Right. So. Yeah. And I mean, we, we went into it saying that this is just one piece of the puzzle. Yeah. And even people that didn't see progress or maybe went back just a little. No, like Emily said, no one has gone crazy off the rails. I, um, but when you when I've talked to people, every single person has talked about I feel stronger. I can't remember when I had this much energy. I'm sleeping better. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, progress or results can be subjective. Yeah. In terms of what are you measuring? Yeah. You know? So, like, if you got your 800 grams of vegetables in, but you're also like eating a ton of other stuff, which I know maybe that wasn't the intention, but let's say they're, you know, it's Mardi Gras, right? So they're drinking a ton on the weekend or eating king right. cake and dish and that, and you're way over on calories. But there's still a big like health aspect to eating those 800 grams of fruits and vegetables. So even though maybe they gained some pounds because they were overdoing it a little bit with Mardi Gras, um, they could have actually grown healthier at the same time. Yeah, that's what I was talking to Sarah about yesterday too. Like we <clears throat> didn't test blood right. as a result of like we didn't test biomarkers like that, like cholesterol levels and whatnot. Right. Um, it is very possible to eat and see a favorable change in your body composition and not see a favorable change in terms of your, your health markers, markers right? right? Yeah. There, there was that guy that lost a bunch of weight eating McDonald's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? He was successful in getting his body into a caloric deficit and losing weight by eating that way. But if you looked under the hood and tested his blood and like looked at, is this person actually healthier as a result of eating this way? Probably not. So in the case of the 800 gram challenge, while somebody may have not seen a positive change in terms of their body composition, you'd be hard pressed to not see favorable change in terms of your health mm. uh, by incorporating more fruits and veggies. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, what were some of the reviews you got from people? Ashley Castro was a big cheerleader with this The one. entire <laughs> time. She's like, this is my favorite challenge ever. Um, and she said that she's even like taking it a step further and she's looking into like incorporating some of these psychological like food habits as part of her work as a therapist. Mm -hmm. um, so... I mean, at the end of the day, that's that was a big part of what this experiment, uh, experiment was about. Like, what is the, the psychological benefit of adding more of the good stuff doing um, rather than restricting so much? Something a lot of people have told me in scans because of that is acknowledging that it is a piece of the puzzle. 
and that they are excited for what is next versus nervous about, okay, the challenge is over. I'm losing that structure. How do I maintain this now? Yeah. That's another thing that I've gotten feedback on is it's, it's sustainable. Absolutely. Now, one thing I noticed that not relating to the challenge, and this might be a little bit off tangent here, off tangent? topic off topic no i mean it's still a topic but you're going on a i'm tangent. going on a tangent that's off it topic. there we go that's it so during the 800 gram challenge you know everybody knows i eat a giant salad for lunch okay uh, normally it's like one and a half heads of romaine but in trying to like hit like maybe a 650 gram fruit and vegetable salad i was doing like two heads of romaine plus a lot of other stuff now, one thing I noticed is in order to make that salad appetizing, I now had to use three tablespoons of dressing, which kind of threw my fat macros off kilter for the evening where I, it, it like right. made it really difficult to stay within the parameters that I was personally trying to hit um, for when I do decide to count. And one of the things that I learned is like, is those extra 40 grams of romaine worth it in order to sacrifice or or to increase my fat by you know 15 20% which is a lot in right. terms of compared to my carbs um, i mean any thoughts about that it's a puzzle yeah you are constantly rearranging to see what works best for you um, and i think i think we saw that a lot like people making lunches or breakfasts bigger to make the rest of the day easier but when adding more fruits and vegetables they were probably also adding other macronutrients into right. there as well um and so they were just adding food mm -hmm. yeah and just adding food will lead to weight gain <laughs> right. right in a general sense i mean there's more to it than that but people shouldn't be surprised, right? But when you're noticing changes like hormonally, you've never felt better, right. or you've completely lost your craving for processed carbohydrates, that was a, a yeah, that was a big that one. Valerie said, you know, you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? Mm -hmm. You know, like Ashley's husband, I think by like week three asked if she was all right, because they went to dinner and she like didn't go ham on the chips and salsa, <laughs> I think was something she said. So that was a good one. Yeah, I, you know, one thing that people maybe lose sight in is they think they're in a, they're in a challenge, right? They signed up for this challenge, so they're like, hey, you know, I need to see some type of tangible results. But what they also don't realize is, is maybe, and maybe this is something we stress going forward, is that this is self-experimentation to figure out the puzzle that fits best. So it's one piece to the puzzle, but is this the right puzzle or, you know, how do these pieces fit together? Um, and it takes a while. It takes a lot. Of, you know, I've been counting macros for a while and realizing, well, if I have too many, you know, vegetable carbohydrates, well, there's only vegetables on carbohydrates, but too many <laughs> carbohydrates in my salad, then it's going to require more fat. If I have more fat, it's going to mess up my day. If also, if I have more fat in my salad, I tend to feel bloated till the afternoon, mm -hmm. that's a big thing that I have, so that I realize maybe if I back off the carbohydrates a little bit, have a little bit less fat, I feel really good after that salad. Yeah, that reminds me of another thing that we kind of threw in. It wasn't as 
by design with the 800 gram challenge as it's written. But Sarah and I made the decision to ramp everybody up. And I think that that was definitely a good idea. And people definitely struggled with the last ramp up. It was 400, 400, 600, 800? 400, 600, 800, 800. Before we started, like when we were just talking about when we were going to launch this challenge and this is absolutely what we were doing and we were going to try this instead of our normal challenges. Um, I started reading blog posts and things from other people that had done challenges and one of them, she had run one. She was a CrossFit coach. I don't remember where and very similar. Like I tracked for like a week, I think fully before the challenge started and then I continued to track anyway. She did the same thing. She was going to track before she got her members into it. And she thought for sure she was going to be real close every day. First day she tracked, she hit 297 grams. And then the next day, immediately, she's like, I had no problem getting to 800. But my body was not happy with that. (laughs) So it was a really good thing we ramped up. You mean poop-wise? Yeah. So adding a lot of fiber into your diet very quickly. It's kind of crazy to me. You know, this maybe I'm just wrong or just not. Maybe we eat a certain way or we practice eating a certain way. But like when somebody says they had a hard time hitting 300 grams of you know fruits and vegetables, I'm like an apple is like well, yeah, but like the standard American diet, which is you know, I think it definitely depends on where you're coming from. As you know, a nutrition coach, that part of what I do is I review food logs and see what people are eating, Mm -hmm. you would be shocked at all of the beige food out there. Right. Yeah. Do you think that's just, um, are people afraid to explore? Is it habits built up over time? Is it, is it kind of like, well, my parents fed me this. And so now this is what I eat. It's ingrained. And you know, I think it's a little of all of that. And depending on the person, one of those factors might play a bigger part than another. Um, a lot of times it's pickiness too. Like people don't, like them. And I think that that's lack of like just being exposed. Right. Uh, but that is like they enjoy the turkey sandwich more than the salad. So that's what they're going to. So it's have. interesting you said you bring up turkey sandwich because <laughs> no, 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 this is <laughs> it's one time. Yeah, no. So like I, you know, when I started counting my macros and I'm trying to hit poses and other stuff, you know, I found some really good bread that I like and I started eating sandwiches again. Um, and I was having a hard time. Um, I wasn't full just drinking a protein shake after my workouts or in the afternoon. And so I would go home and I would binge on food, right? Um, and then I read that article about amino acid processing and stuff like that. And maybe if we can slow the process down by eating other stuff with it, we can absorb more protein. What? I thought I made that recommendation to you. You did, but I read an article, we showed it, we, we shared it. <laughs> Whatever. Some some super smart okay. lady. I was uh, there. She said me. some of the things. Give me she did some of the research. All right. All right. Here we are now talking about a turkey sandwich. So when I would anyway, I would eat I was eating these turkey sandwiches, okay? And during the eight hundred gram challenge, I'm like, Well, I'm gonna beef it up. I might as well throw a couple of things of romaine on here. Yeah. Right? And what I found out is that I like it better with romaine on there. It has, provides more crunch, and it's actually a more well-balanced sandwich. Um, and that's just my thinking about the sandwich changed. The point I'm getting to... <laughs> there is, is a point, ladies There is a point. 
and maybe this sounds like a ramble or not. I'm not sure how it's coming across. I'm sure you probably lost track and now you're folding clothes right now. But anyway. Um, We've gone off tangent. Off tangent again. <laughs> but, you know, uh, people tend to think there's like, you know, either certain vegetables, there's only certain ways I can eat them, et cetera, instead of exploring all different kinds. Mm -hmm. And I think about it a lot with our kids. You know, one thing that I was worried about with our kids is they transition to be a little bit older. You know, when they were young, they ate every kind of vegetable and every kind of food we put in front of them. As they get a little bit older, they lose taste for it. And then we just kept giving them stuff and letting them try things. And we found out that while our kids don't eat cooked vegetables, they eat a lot of raw vegetables. Yeah. So celery, carrots, raw broccoli, our kids eat all of that. And so we give them that constantly. And I'm sure one day that will wear out and then we will experiment with some other stuff. But, you know, my big advice is to everybody, if you find like you're just, you can't find the right vegetables or something like, play with it. Figure out different ways to cook it, different ways to, you know, try it. Different ways of cutting vegetables. Yeah, absolutely. Even makes them taste differently, yeah. you know? Yeah, nobody believe or people have a hard time believing that I was a very picky eater, honestly, until I was like 18. Mm -hmm. um, through like middle school, it was like pasta, fried chicken, waffles. I love me some waffles. And then I thought I was really healthy when I got to high school and I started eating a boatload of Caesar salads, but mm -hmm. like from Quiznos. Um, <laughs> It's a 1,500-calorie salad with, like, I used to love a Quiznos 60 salad. grams of fat in it. Right? Did you get the ones with the flatbread? Yes! Oh, so, so good! good. <laughs> um, I don't know where Off I'm... Tangent. Yeah. Can I get a shout-out? Can I get a shout-out right eaters. now? What? I want a shout-out to MoFo for their green <laughs> curry with their roti bread. Um, mm -hmm. It's braised lamb. So good. It's got charred kale in it. Um, so it's amazing. So anyway, you're a picky eater. eater. Oh, but my... <laughs> Go to MoFo, um, get the green cards. I think a big thing that helped was I was just... I got to college and I started dating someone older who like had a kitchen and cooked. Good for and you. I was, More mature. Thanks. I'm winking. Um, <laughs> but I wasn't going to like say no to non-cafeteria food. Right. So when he would cook these things that I was like, hadn't been put in front of me my the entire time I'd been living with my parents. Like I wasn't just going to say no and be rude. Um, and as corny as it sounds, my aunt used to always say she would just try everything once. And if you don't like it, you don't have to have it again. And so right. I was like, what is literally the worst thing that can happen? I eat one bite and that is it. Mm -hmm. And now I, there's very little I won't eat. The worst thing that can happen is you could throw up on a romantic Valentine's it's Day true. date. Um, Your first Valentine's first Day First Valentine's Day date and leave that impression forever. That's uh, what Cucumber made me do, so. To this day, he's never had Cucumber again. No, and I can like, <clears throat> if, if they somebody puts it in a salad and then picks out the Cucumber, the I can taste it and I'm like, oh God, this is terrible. When I eat Cucumber in front of Bradley Schneller, he has like a physical reaction. I gotta go in a different room. Ooh. I can like smell it. Oh. That, I, I was just thinking, though, that that was something else that I loved about it was that it did encourage people to go outside of their box and try new fruits and vegetables. I am 34 years old. My job is nutrition related. And I had never heard of, like, what did Brene post? A unique fruit? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Oh, and we were having, um, I think it was. Where do you even buy that from? We had the Rousing. baby shower at your house. And Kristen. Had never had what? Salad. salad. 
salad or was it strawberries and pineapple? I think or something? she's 36 too. So. Kristen's the most piggy eater. I and know. she went way outside of her comfort zone that day. Oh, great. What's Kristen, blueberry? if you're out there listening, I hope you're still eating salads <laughs> since then. I had, I mean, eyes I, closed. Yeah. We had to hold her nose. But she, she survived. Baby bite. Shout out, Kristen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had a lemon plum. I had never had that before. But, like, it just opens your your world to all this other stuff out there that you might not have otherwise tried. Or stuff that you normally eat. Like, if you normally eat eggs in the morning, hey, what if I just throw in some, you know, spinach or peppers or, you know, try to beef it up just a little bit. and kind of That also makes it a more balanced meal anyway. Right, but it just takes you out of what you normally do and you're looking for opportunities to add these really nutrient-dense Also, omelets taste yeah. better with roasted peppers in it so just heads up and onions all right anyway um i want to get to it. any anything that maybe you didn't challenge that you would change for the future either of you you would i don't know i only think if i don't think it needs to be longer than it is i think potentially providing some sort of supplemental reading after the fact uh, just to talk about portions. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't, I don't know that it necessarily needs to be anything we do within the challenge, but right. like, hey, if you're curious with how to incorporate this, and then, you know, now that you have this piece of the puzzle, how can you start ticking off more boxes? Like, this is the next step, and just kind of pointing them in the right direction. Um, but those four weeks itself, I don't know that I would really change much of anything. I, I liked the way that it ran. I think that people learned a lot and tried new things. And I loved how excited everybody was gonna was for receiving their scale. Mm -hmm. That was funny that in was the beginning. Fun. Everybody was, was like, look what I got in the mail today. And honestly, I was worried about having people weigh and measure because, you know, for a lot of people, they had never done that before. And I thought that that was a big ask to be like, weigh this food before you eat it. But people were pumped. Yeah. There was also this kind of uh, this side thing that happened where people ended up supporting more local, like business, yeah, like going that. to farmers markets and or doing or being more sustainable. Like Rebecca mentioned, like she would be really picky about her fruit, and if an apple had the tiniest bruise, she would just pass it up or throw it away versus just cutting it out. Um, Emily gets mad at me how I pick apples at the grocery store. Did you not look at this at all before you put it in the bag? I'm like, Emily, <laughs> ugly apples are apples too. <laughs> um, or Peter, what was the box he got? The... He got a back box of busted up vegetables. <laughs> yeah, and my friend Holly in unperfect. New York does that. And yeah. it, like, a, that food is going to go to waste, but B, something that happened with her is like, you never know what you're going to get. And she's like, yeah, one time I got a bunch of onions, so I taught myself how to make French onion soup. And mm. like, it was delicious. And I never would have had a reason to do that before. I used to do that when we went to the farmer's market and you just got like a box and you didn't choose what went in it. And I got home and I had all this like eggplant and squash and I like had to figure out a way to use it. So I'm like, Ratatouille. Never tried this before. You know what I mean? Here we go. Here now we go. you know why they named the Disney movie after it. Why? What? I don't know. There's a Disney movie named Ratatouille. Yeah, because it's a rat and he's a chef. Oh. And he <laughs> makes 
Ratatouille. <laughs> Got it. Got it, guys. All right. So, um, you know, both of you run the nutrition department here at Rue. Um, what, what's kind of on the horizon well, nutrition-wise? I think the next step, if people liked this and they want to know more, like know that it is a piece of the puzzle. It is not, you know, nutrition, good nutrition is very nuanced. It's very person-specific. Mm -hmm. And if you want to go further in this journey, then sign up for nutrition coaching. Yeah. Where um, can they sign up for nutrition coaching at? They can go to Rue.Fitness and book an appointment. So go to Rue.Fitness. <laughs> so descriptive, Emily. <laughs> you go to the nutrition yeah. page, right? Okay. Um, where you can either schedule an initial consultation, you can pick your coach, there's four of us, or you can schedule an in-body. And so if you don't know, that could also be a step, is just to schedule an in-body scan, see what the numbers say, and then go from there. Awesome, y'all. Well, thank you again for listening. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Rue Fitness, on Instagram at Rue Fitness. Make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Um, and please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. We super appreciate it. Um, let's end with this. Abs are made in the kitchen, not in the gym. So think about oh. that. Also, we are on YouTube, so if you want to oh, see how darn cute we are, you can also subscribe to our channel on YouTube. You can want to see Bradley's shirt. Holler. And my lines. All right, y'all. Peace out. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.